Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the drink talking with the thinking drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon, and mistress of wine, Sam Caporn. All the booze news and views from absinthe to Zinfandel. Popping your cork since July 2017. Welcome to It's the Drink talking. I am Sam Caporn, otherwise known as Mistress of Wine, and I'm joined by the delightful, funny, handsome, knowledgeable and all-round alcohol champions, Tom Tom <laughs> and Ben, Thank you. otherwise known as the Thinking Drinkers, my very good friends. Oh. Welcome. Thank well, you very much, Sam. Sam. It's lovely you to be here. Again, equally as beautiful. You are e- I'm not going to say I'm not. You're equally beautiful and, and knowledgeable. And oh, so. Thanks very much. Um, so I'm kicking off the podcast today with the spit and swallow. Okay. Go. Right. And um, my first one is, oh, you know what? I just saw it and I thought that's just a bit lame. Hmm. And it is... Ben. <laughs> I love pauses in, <laughs> where I can insert Ben's name. It is something touring the country next year called Prosecco and Balls. Balls? Yeah. Have you heard about this? I have no, it. I'm all ears. An adult-only ball pit. Double. Oh my oh. gosh! I'm familiar with these things. Oh, yeah, for baby we, adults. We, we, yeah, we have a friend and listener, a guy called Jonathan Downey, who uh, runs the exceptional street feast. Mm. Uh, do you know these uh, street yeah, food? Brutal. Done an amazing job with street food, and he <laughs> recently took a picture and put it on social media. Uh, he said he was tagging the man babies that were coming out of the one in East London so that they wouldn't be permitted to his own venues. Uh, they are an outrage. You've picked a good one, Sam. Tell Thanks. us more. Tell us more. Well, there's literally not much to tell. So basically, the tour in the UK, I think this year and next year, it's called Prosecco and Balls. I saw this on the wonderful Drinks Business website, and it basically just says it's touring around 42 locations across the country, in a bar with a quarter of a million balls, a thousand inflatables, <laughs> and twenty-five bellends. And, oh and um, so basically, I mean, it's giving prosecco a bad name. I'm going to start there, which what? is also just, I think, on if I've got this right, I think might just be from draft. So it's prosecco on draft. Whoa. It's basically Italian sparkling cocktails. Do they get a going home bag as well? These people just got. To I mean, grow them up. I did look at this and just think. Losers. Yeah. I mean, if it was. I mean, I assume they can only get there by skateboard or. If it was like, yeah, all those uh, 
hoverboards. Segways. Oh, yeah, or even scooters, like yeah, children's yeah. scooters, yeah. the ones our children use. Yeah. I've seen adults on those. No, yeah. I, am... I mean, if you've taken your kid to nursery and they've ridden it there and you're in a rush... You might want to ride it back. That is the only... And we've got a skate park, actually, in my village, and there's a number of guys who look really cool who do bum around on skaters. All ages. I'm thinking more teens Mm. here, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, it's just teenage pursuit. Also, we are all parents of small children, and Mm. I would like to say I do like to celebrate the different. I think everyone has got a variety of hobbies, and it's good that everyone's different, but... <clears throat> what the fuck? Really? Yeah, this rolling one? about in balls is not a hobby. Well, I can't just... do it ever since I saw it in Ikea. I saw a, a kid. <laughs> no, I think we talked about it. No. Well, he was a little shit, actually, yeah, because, but not because of that. He was, he, was, he puked. Yeah. All over yeah. and then, well, that's, I mean, that's yeah. standard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, just, I mean, I've had to do a nappy change for my one-year-old coming out of one of those things, and he's got shit all over his legs. Yeah. So there's oh. no there's no way no. that yeah. that shit has not gone on I, some of those balls. Okay, no can way. I just say, I think that's a slightly different thing with adults. I'd like to no, think the shitting and puking yeah, is on yeah. where yeah. the balls come from. They'll be yeah. second-hand. True. They'll be from, presumably, now, a child's... I, going back to yeah. my days when I was yeah. single, if it was like speed dating in a ball pit, no, yeah, well, right, no, I, no, <laughs> no, not in the current climate, Ben. But that there is different a good times back then. Let's, let's spin that story the other we way had and st- say this is potentially... Open oh, yeah. to abuse. That's what, what I was about to say. Some of, the, some, the some of the men and women. Can women I rewind that even further? To be mm. like, let's go back to right at the beginning of that question and just basically go, okay, imagine you've swiped whichever way it is on Tinder. Mm. You're hooking up with your fella or lady. Mm. Maybe this is your first or second date and the bombshell is dropped that they're taking you to... Prosecco and balls would that be the last date. <laughs> yeah, no, like so many of my second dates, that <laughs> yeah. is what I would have suggested. <laughs> I mean, while we were talking about um, phallic innuendo, I just wanted to point out. We, I just bought, were, we? <laughs> we are now. Yeah. I was. I just bought a coffee from Starbucks. They put your name on there yeah. so they personalise it by putting it on in a marker pen, and then they put a letter on or some sort of mark. Why in, have you got an A on? The, well, it's funny. You should think that looks like an A because I'm going to show it to Ben in a minute, and yeah. it's right next to a hand which is on there celebrating the joys of Christmas. And I'm going to suggest Ben that looks, looks like, like a It looks a bit like a penis, <laughs> um, and I just think that's a bit. Well, graphic. if you work in Starbucks. And you're doing that 200 yes. times a day. Oh, sorry. Drawing a bell end on, a, on every fourth Americano would be. Especially when they <laughs> looked at well, me. Might, might have been a comment on who I was. But uh, we're going <laughs> to stick that onto social media, that picture, so you can judge for yourself with a hashtag. Should we create a hashtag, listeners? What's the? It's the drink talking, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, a good that's one. a good one. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so a good one. Or we'll ITDT. No. Mm, hashtag it's the drink. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, I yeah, think that's okay. better. Right. Um, so that was my spit. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I'm so, it made me so angry when you just said it. I was like, Prosecco and balls, where's this going? And then you told us where it was going. And I was, I was, it was like electricity. Like, oh, God, you've got to be kidding me. There's a dickheads. Oh, good one. Thanks. My um, swallow is a little less emotive. I'm glad um, you both appreciated that. It's sort of innovation in the sparkling wine sector, which I did end up coming down on the swallow side, but part of it is a little bit spit. Have any of you chaps in the summer come across any of these ice drinks? So Moet has brought out a Moet ice. No. Have I you have seen not it? seen this. Okay. We spent our summers up in Scotland, so... Okay, not, not, li- not living up in Barcelona <laughs> no. or somewhere. No. So they brought it out and... Um, 
I perceive it to be for sort of swanky kind of bars in Saint-Tropez and, you know, you serve it over ice and put garnishes in. So it's almost like a Pim's equivalent. So it's not a slush puppy, it's not like a No, ice no, it's a, it's a bottle of champagne. Is it it's like, like a Magnus? Remember Magnus did it over ice but with... Well, it's a mix between a Magnus and a gin and tonic. This is a curious thing because it's a bottle of champagne. Like the Moet Ice is champagne. It's been made like champagne. It's the same price as normal champagne. It's 45 quid a bottle. So it's a. It's not to be mm. sniffed at. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. And then we've had this conversation in the previous podcast about my feelings with ice and alcohol. Mm, mm, mm. So basically you're spending 45 quid in a bottle of champagne... And then you pour it over a load of ice and then garnish it with various things to make it look pretty and then sort of drink it in the sun. So I ultimately put it down into my swallow because I applaud the innovation in the wine category. I applaud the fact that people are trying to do new things, maybe you know appeal to millennials or what have you. But equally, personally, I've tried it and I don't rate it. Also, is it really innovation just to pour something over ice I think that's it'll be a different blend it will be a different different blend blend. can I just and when they pour it over ice are they pouring it into like a carafe or individual glasses and and, okay so interestingly not in flutes they're served more in kind of balloon glasses like like the sort of Bombay Sapphire yeah yeah, exactly or I can show you I've got a photo in my phone and they're served in in Moet branded sort of plastic beach mm. size stick it on Instagram let's see what glasses you know well I think I mean it is innovation but it's all rather dark the dark forces because the dark arts because like Magnus all those years ago it's all about theatre and when you're in a pub or bar or club People are going to look and go, "What is that?" Yeah, mm. yeah, that looks different. Oh, yeah, and, it's, yeah. and then you're carrying around a bottle as well. Yeah, and so it's, a good it's, point. it's all about that. It was quite nice theatre when had it done. Yeah. But interestingly, outside of the champagne category, but within the sparkling wine category, um, which is something I do think is really interesting. So, you know, Fréjeanet is a massive carver producer, yeah. and they've actually brought out a prosecco. Oh, so they, yes, and that's so innovation. Well, I think that's really smart. They've gone okay. Carver doesn't sell as well. Prosecco does. So they've used their brand, which is well-established, and brought out a Prosecco, and they put it in a really funky, kind of slightly knobbly bottle. Mm. Like, it's quite funky. And not just that, but they've also jumped on this ice bandwagon. Yeah, okay. Um, and interestingly, because the reason that made me think of this was I was flicking through a magazine the other day, and I'll show you, I've got a photo here. Sorry, listeners, it's not so good for you. And interesting, because I would have thought any of these ice drinks are classic summer drinks. Right, but also, what they've done is they've remarketed it for winter, ah. and they've called it White Christmas. And um, the Fresnay have got two. They've got Fresnay Ice Rosé Semi Seco, which is basically demi sec, so it's sweet, and then a, a normal non rosé, just um, you know, white one. And they've managed to kind of pour it over sort of cranberry and pomegranate. Mm. It looks a and bit it, like an aperol spritz. Isn't it it looks just like an aperol that's spritz. Quite smart. So basically, welcome to Fresnay Ice, a new kind of carver, fruity, fresh, and specially created to be served over ice. They're both semi seco, so that's basically sweetish. In Spain, they love to sip it alongside tapas, but basically saying it's brilliant for cocktails and to add extra sparkle to Christmas. I like the look and of the I drink. I thought that was kind <clears> of, um, <throat> you know, I'm not sure it's for me. No, and I'm not no, sure no, any I... of the ice drinks are for me because of we've yeah previous conversations on dilution and it just wouldn't be what I would choose to drink. But I just thought um, champagne are generally catered to a specific market and a specific occasion. I think it's seen as being quite sophisticated and, and they've gone for something that's a bit more... Party. Party, beachy, mm. Mm. and to suit other occasions. And I thought, 
that was I to think be applauded. Yeah, at least they're having a go. I, it's not, a go. Like you say, it's not for me. I think the white bottle alone again, makes there's something that makes me shudder, shudder a bit. But again, that's, the, that's but not for 45 me, so. quid on a bottle of champagne, if you spent 45 quid... Or oh, I'm just saying 45 oh, roughly. God, yeah. I'd get on a vintage a, champagne another, for that. Also, mm. on nice, a really nice bottle of wine. white wine. Yeah. Well, and actually, you're Cheers. absolutely very right. sort of Simon, Simon Evans said yeah. in on the previous podcast, yeah. wasn't it? And I, that was one of the most astute things yeah. that's been said about champagne on this podcast. Because mm. I love... Fuck off. I... I... <laughs> 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 uh, Including this one, listeners. I, uh, I love champagne. And in fact, I went to a lovely... Um, tasting on Monday that was matching vintage champagne with Japanese food because Japanese food is quite delicate and vintage champagne is just bloody delicious so for me I would never go for a Moet Ice Mm. if I could get a vintage champagne that has Mm. all the complexity and interest and would be amazing with Christmas turkey and Mm. would be amazing with a ball pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, after after yeah. a good hour in a ball pit. Yeah, I just want to ask for some champagne ice. Moet ice. Yeah, do it, man. Do it. And then and, I'm just going to um, skate all the way home, dudes. Yeah. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. And my last bit of innovation in the sparkling wine category was... Corks. Which, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was quite interesting. <laughs> There's a champagne coming out in the new year by a guy called Henri... Giraud. Have I said that Where's right? Champagne. I'm just going to show this to Ben because he's the French speaker. Yeah. Henri. Henri Giraud. 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 It's like a... Henri Giraud. And, um, <laughs> Henri Giraud. And he's bringing out a champagne called Esprit Nature. And on the label, he's saying that it's pesticide free, which I would suggest is a first. Is that not really? just organic? No. Because you can use organic wine? pesticides. Yeah. So it's just gone for those spiders that you have previously yeah. said you so don't like. It's, it's just relying wine. on the spiders to. It's a wine. It's spider um, wine. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a basically it's a wine that has basically had no pesticides. Okay, <laughs> we got that. I know, yeah. but pesticide, is it, could, is it like a biodynamic or anything no, like that? No. You couldn't say it's natural. Uh, yeah, it probably is natural. It's about as natural yeah. as you can get. Yeah, though. exactly. I want to know more about this because they might be some like super spiders that are just wicked at their job. Yeah. There's no information there. given about spiders, and it's not organic or biodynamic certified. But he's been using no pesticides or weed killers for around 30 years. Mm. There's certain trace elements that you can look for, and basically all that stuff is mm. not in his wine. Mm. And um, Pesticide usage is an interesting one, I think, in wines. And also the labelling of wines. For years, people have been banging on about whether ingredients should be listed on wine. I mean, you know, great. I wonder what sort of um, legs a spider wine would have. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> can you buy it on the web? Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think of them on the fly now. Um, <laughs> I think it did quite well. Um, I maybe I, no, I, you're just crawling. <laughs> it depends how you want to store it, because I'd rather stand them up, because I've got... Arachnophobia. <laughs> that was laboured. That was a bit laboured. Thank you very much. No, right, I let's mean, move on. That's a good But uh, that's it. So just um, the sparkling wine category coming up with all-round drinking solutions and I think trying to come up with... Um, New stuff, yeah. yeah. Trying to sell more of their trying to th- yeah. gear, basically. Yeah. But let's be well, shoddy plonk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's me, which means now we're on to you, Benjamin. Good. Well, are you Benjamin? No, I'm not. I'm Benedict. Just a ben. He's a Benedict. Ben. He's a Benedict. Yeah. Are you Thomas or are you? I'm just a Thomas Tom? to my family, yeah. But Ben's a Benedict. I just I know. Again, I'm just I'm in case I'm they get I'm just a Ben. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to It's the Drink Talking. Uh, so you look like you've got some beers for us today. I have, just for a change. Um, um, tell um, us about them. Now, this is quite interesting, if I say so myself. Now, the whole uh, boom in craft beer has been at, to some extent... At the expense of some very well-established regional breweries in the UK, like these old classic breweries that have been doing cask ale and real ale and family-owned, and they've historically have always been the kind of the artisan alternative to the big brands. But now, uh, with this craft beer boom, they're sort of stuck in the middle. They're sort of stuck in the middle, and they've got a lot of history that they have to sort of protect, so they can't go and be wild and wacky. I mean, don't want to lose their core audience who don't want to be trying triple hop double IPAs with the kind of packaging and marketing that doesn't look that cool because they're not cool because they're old and established. So there are breweries that are genuinely struggling. Fuller's is not one of them, but what they've been very good at doing is, is sort of maintaining their, their audience, Fuller's in Chiswick, West London, the sort of godfather of London brewing, people like Young's Left London, um, uh, but Fuller's have, have remained in the capital and remained steadfastly committed to the London beer scene. Tom and I worked on a pub of theirs called the Union Tavern in Westbourne Park where they redid the pub and said that they're just going to stock loads of beers from other breweries in London, which is unheard of because I mean, if it's up to them, they can just have their own beers and mm. that's, that's fine. And so they've been very open historically to encouraging other brewers to flourish. And they've taken that a step further now by doing a thing called Fuller's and Friends, which is a six separate collaborations with some of the main up-and-coming and established craft brewers. Oh, I like that. Mm. Oh, so they kind of, and the idea is that each brewer's come into the Fuller's Brewery, the Griffin Brewery in West London, by the river. It's a lovely brewery. And paired off with one of six brewers within the brewery, and they've designed their own beer. They've made it, and they've packaged them into a box that is available through Waitrose. Can I say, I love that idea. I love the fact that, I don't know, it's like holding out the hand of friendship. Absolutely. um, Saying, you know, we're massive and successful, but actually you're doing things in a different way and let's actually do something cool together. I really think that's, I like that whole Mm. collaborative approach. Well, it is. I mean, obviously, as the market matures and money is getting harder to make, 
things do get more cutthroat. But it's amazing. I don't know whether this happens in other other industries, but there is a lot of collaboration between the brewers and there's a lot of camaraderie. Really? Uh, yeah. Even amongst at the top level, the big boys? Well, perhaps not the big boys, because then you're getting into big business. But definitely amongst... Who's the, the biggest, do you reckon, in the UK? I mean, in terms of brands that are brewed here in Britain. I mean, Stella's brewed here in Britain. Isn't Stella French? Yeah, but it's brewed it's in the UK. It's Belgian, but it's, it's Belgian. Yeah. yeah, I've been to the it's brewery actually. It's a Belgian it's a really nice brewery. town. Leuven's nice. Yeah, but it's, it was it's weird. Just... Even at its peak, Stella was a Belgian beer advertised with French imagery, but brewed in in Wales, I believe. Mm. So it was all a little bit confusing for the consumer. The problem but, is, isn't it? That once you get onto that scale, uh, if you want to consistently brew a beer that people like the taste of and everyone wants it you're mm. going to brew it globally and you're just going to have mm. to try and meet the same standards yeah, I mean, in different, it's a different countries different so. people drink it for different reasons don't I mean they? fullers don't not... have to do that so no anyway and, and the ones and are they different they, styles yes yes they're different styles and, Ooh, I want to try and that they one. really are with some great breweries they've got more brewery who are based in Bristol mm-hmm. a guy called Justin Hall there who we're going to go and visit in fact we're doing a gig in Bristol in a couple of weeks actually so we've got Four Pure out of Bermondsey you've got Marble out of Manchester Thornbridge lovely guys up in Thornbridge up in the Derbyshire Dales Beastful near Bakewell famous for tarts. tarts guy at school used to call me Bakewell why because you were uh, good at cakes nah because <laughs> you had Buns. I used to like um, uh, be- uh, used to like baseball tarts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the Hard Knot Brewery. So anyway, we are going to taste two. I picked. I, can we have that one as well? Well, okay, we can taste three. We are going to. Let's get on with it. Last night I tasted three. them with my wife. My wife, <laughs> and we picked two that we liked, especially. Okay. Ooh, Ooh. Easy, easy, nearly not one over. That would have been bad. So we're going to start off with a New England IPA. Now. This is brewed with the guys from Cloudwater again in, Ooh, in Manchester. That's a cool name. Cloudwater are uber trendy. If you go to a, a geeky beer fest, that's an amazing nose, orangey, yeah, great uh, head, a bit of smoke off the, uh... yeah, yeah bit of smoke <laughs> going off, big head. Um, uh, the beer geeks or beer people who know the scene are going to go, oh, he's picked Cloudwater because they're cool. He's trying to be cool. They are cool and they are very cult. But this is genuinely out of the the lighter versions of these half dozen beers. I think this was the one that really stood out. This is Although the delicious. other two are really good this as is well. Amazing. This is good. They beer. are all brilliant. I just want to say before we taste mm. any of them, all six are great. One of them is a recreation of Fuller's ESB, which was first brewed, I think, nineteen seventy one. Mm. Um, without looking at my notes. And that is fantastic. Didn't um, they go back to the original Yeah, the recipe original recipe and, and, just, and recreated oh yeah, that. that. That's um, great, because it's heritage in it, a brewery and but also, innovation from these new guys. It's just it's, a really good way of Fuller's just going, look, we've got loads of expertise and experience, you've got loads of enthusiasm. I mean, I don't want to patronise the brewers that they've worked with, because they're all, in their own right, absolutely knockout. Mm. Um, just sort of jogs things up a bit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah. this is made with, um, having spoken to the guys at Fuller's, Shit loads of hops. Yeah. I mean, they, they say mountain of hops on the side because it's Waitrose. But they've got Chinook and Simcoe from the US and Olicana from the UK. I've never heard of the Olicana. No. But anyway, they're all bottle conditioned. And this, I just think, is it's 7%. Ooh. But it's, and it doesn't drink it like do, that. It doesn't. I mean, it's it, very you, you know flavorful. it's strong, but it's not, Lovely it's not overpowering, is it? I had no. it slightly more chilled last night, so it wasn't quite as bitter as it is right. now. I think it's fantastic. 
Cloudwater mm. Brewery up in Manchester do really cool cans, really cool packaging, but they what differentiates them from other brewers is that they, they brew a beer once and then very rarely brew it again. And they, so it's a continually rotating well, range look, of beers. Well, if you found one that you love, then you can Well, that's it. it. That's the downside. But the upside is that there's curiosity and an appetite for their new beers all the time so that's and it's brilliant all, that's okay. delicious that's a good so that's a good I'm aware one. that I sometimes knock your beers oh, I know well um, I was bracing myself so which one did you want to try very quickly the other one, one this the New one, Zealand one the New the Zealand one this is from again another Manchester collaboration with the Marlboro Brewery do some really good beers as well um, they've been around a bit longer I like the design generally. I think yeah. it's uh, it's contemporary. Without it's, trying to be it too, funny. Trying isn't too it funny hard. though. Now I'm taking pictures for Jane. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at them in brown bottles, and already Ooh. the ship has sailed. It's one thing I'd say about packaging now is I hope they're putting them in cans because mm. I can imagine them in white cans with this design on is going to look really contemporary. Make and the pop. brown bottle. Now starting to look a bit dated, dated isn't mm. it? So weird how quickly your perceptions mm. change about what's contemporary packaging. Oh, crikey, yeah. that is very um, bananery. It tastes like a Belgian wheat beer. Wow, that's mm. you're doing very well, oh, Sam. That's a wonderful. Plus from Ben. Yeah, <laughs> well done. Well done, Sam. Well, your pretty little head has got. Your, uh, um, no, Belgium meets New Zealand in oh. a zesty, spicy ale. It's, so it has got wheat oh. and rye, so a lot of different grains in it's there. It's got a bit peppery finish to that. That's... Yeah, and it's a saison. Again. What's the alk on that? The alk on that. It's not as much that. as seven. No, it's 5.8. Mm, it's so they're quite all, strong. Yeah. Are there any that are. You wouldn't, I mean, given that saisons were designed yeah, for. Sort of drinking whilst working in the mm. fields it's yeah. probably a bit strong you probably cut your hand yeah, off don't go and send machinery. any work emails after a couple of those no are there any in the in the series that are slightly less I can see a four the, the four pure galleon dry hop lager is 4.8% that's the lowest you're going to go um, and that was nice and clean with a nice yeah very sort of what was the name of the first one we tried finish. though the first that one we the, tried the New was, England IPA was it it was the New, New England, England IPA, IPA. And, and this one is called the New Zealand Saison the New Zealand Saison that's delicious go and check them all out though yes yeah. I, I mean really I just, another one please full as well we're talking we're doing a lot of and deservedly so, PR. No, not this out of the park. But, I mean, we did a collaborative Ooh, crew with Brains over in Wales, didn't we? And actually, mm. we won their award. For, we did for their. Uh, yeah, the, even, the, though, the, even though even though we can say now that uh, we went for lunch and the brewer, or maybe us, like, yeah, we nice. weren't sure, didn't put the lid on. The yeah. It's fermenting. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we so came back after lunch batch. and it was all over the floor. Slightly different batch. Yeah, um, but the, so these are not the only people doing this. This is a good way for regional no, no, but to collapse go are very prevalent at the moment. Lots of breweries are coming together, mainly because of distribution as well. Mm. Because if you're a small brewer down in London and you want to get your beers up to the Manchester crowd, then it's very difficult to do that um, without teaming up with a brewer in Manchester and going, "Well, look, can we piggyback?" Mm your distribution your and vice rep. versa we'll, we'll do yeah. it in London so going forward mm. do you think it's going to be much more teaming up between brewers in the south and mm. the north oh it's a good idea yeah. yeah so that's so seven, this, this is, is a 7% so this, beer now this, Crikey, this is like stout this is called Pete Super and it is Petey yeah it's a um, smoked porter I'm going to introduce notes of coffee and mocha and so, coffee and smoke smoky yeah. coffee but I couldn't drink a whole bottle of that I don't think I'd have a. I'd this have that next to a whiskey Super. it's called Pete Super it's made with malt that's been smoked with peat so that's where you get mm. just like you do with a Isla whiskey and it's brewed so it's, with a hard P-E-A-T, not brewery P-E-A-T not someone called P-E-T. no it's, it's been brewed with someone called Dave oh, right. Dave Bailey who we actually met um, and have known for a while up in Millen when we did our show up in Millen 
which is in Cumbria. Just by the um, Lake District. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, really nice. And we drove from Paisley to Millham for the Lake District, and it was beautiful. It's unbelievable. And also, but we were in a... Um, Obviously, we're in our Royal Mail van, <laughs> and it's really hilly, and it just looked like post just and push, Just go and push it. Well, I'll tell no, you what, no, we, no, get stuck, we got stuck behind cows. Panda cows. Panda cows. What, are, these cows what are panda cows? With a, just a white stripe around the middle and a black front and back end. So it's yeah. like they look a bit like pandas. Awesome. Um, and they're kind of tiny squat. And they're a bit and cows. <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, just saying, we thought it was really funny. And then we thought, yeah, but we do have a gig. It was actually properly like being in the country, wasn't yeah. it? Oh. And then we got to Millen and we thought, we've just seen some panda cows. No, no, that's a certain breed. Yeah. I like the name panda cows yeah, yeah I think they're better nice. yeah. I live in the country and I do get stuck behind um, sheep mainly sheep. we've okay. got because um, I lived in the Ashdown Forest there's bits of the uh, forest where they introduce livestock I yeah. think mainly for eating the grass and whatnot. and they just don't give a shit about the cars mm, they're just so yeah. used to everyone going up and down and uh, there's times I've wanted to actually get out and take a couple of photos because it is quite funny they just sit there on the road <laughs> yeah. and they're just like get out of my way <laughs> 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 I'm doing a school run <laughs> yeah, or going to, for a coffee or something oh. You should just oh. do a U-turn. <laughs> yeah, it's all getting a bit woolly. No. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, this isn't one for the faint-hearted, is it? No, this no. Beer? So this is from the Hard Knot Brewery up, up there. He does a lot of good, quite big beers. So I wasn't surprised that this was big as well. And it's a smoke porter. It's a perfect one for sort of Christmas. It's a bit... It's for granddads, isn't it? It's a little bit... It's just for a, a seasoned beer drinker, people who are at the moment experimenting with different beers, isn't it? I think what's nice about that selection there is we've had something, something really that we all like, but it's still quite an assertive, sort of spicy, bitter IPA. We've had a Saison, which has got a lot of flavour, but it's still quite light. And then we've gone in right at the end. Well, what I now want to know is what the other three, there's six in the set, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, one, the other one I think worthy of mention, well, they're all really good, but the Thornbridge, the floor in the Griffin, it's called, named after the two sort of emblems on their... Um, of the breweries is that they've made a red rye ale so it's quite spicy you've got spicy rye malt and you've got these lovely aromatic American hops and that is great as well mm. and, and they are Thornbridge are another brewery that do really really lovely beers so they're doing a road show as well they, they're travelling around the country doing tastings at the various breweries so check that out on the Fuller's website which I think is Fuller's we social media yeah, yeah. anyway really good really good stuff delicious I love yeah. Fuller good, I love, I love good one I love thanks Ben that was an um, excellent beer tasting um, two of my favourites yeah well I'm really, pleased, really I'm pleased. I was worried you were going to hate it no they weren't so too um, interesting they yeah. were delicious nice beers Ben thanks very much no pressure Tom you've got to be equally fascinating what have you got in terms of a legend of liquor uh, he's currently travelling around the world, being celebrated uh, hey. for his prowess. His name is Desmond Payne, uh, which might not mean anything to people initially, not least because he's quite a modest chap, but he is the master distiller at the Beefeater Distillery. Oh. Um, and in this day and age of new and wacky gins, Desmond has been working within the drinks industry and this year celebrated 50 years of it. Now... Uh, there are a lot of startups at the moment who perhaps won't be here next year, but for him to have stuck around working on gins for 50 years, I think alone is worthy, worthy of a round mention. of applause. Yay! Well done, Desmond. Well done.
Desmond, that is a serious commitment to gin. There is no one, I think I'm right in saying, in and the world retired. who's distilled for as long as him. He's not retiring, no. no, not at all. He just celebrated the 50th year. Again, I'm sure he won't appreciate us <laughs> talking about this because it's like 50 years is a long time, but to have, have stuck at it and been passionate about it for that long is quite incredible. And he makes beef eater gin. Now, we've talked about gins a lot on the podcast before, and there are lots of new gins, and people are really happy to spend £30 on a gin. But we've also always said things like Tanqueray and Beef Eater, which you can buy in the supermarket for under 20 quid, remain. Brilliant. Whereas, say, Tanqueray is something that's really stuck to the guns of four botanicals. Beef Eater's got a variety of botanicals and has really sort of pushed the idea of variety in your botanicals in gin. And it's a brilliant gin. And you can pick it up for... But Pain. he's like, it's I remember seeing an interview with him and he was, he's a bit like the man from Del Monte, doesn't he? He goes around the world and picks yeah. all the botanicals. He actually goes and makes sure that they're all top notch. Yeah. Um, Can I, what what like a, a wicked job. job. No one has done it for 50 years. Yeah, I know. Go around the world, make gin, yeah. Yeah. pick botanicals. I mean, it's tricky. Awesome. I especially on the scale, the yeah. scale of uh, And that's job eater. security. He's doing a good job if he's been there 50 years. Yeah. I don't think it's good quite, pension, I bet, as well. quite as easy as that because obviously you have... Uh, Bad crops, juniper is sort of an up and down. So I think sometimes it's pretty tricky, but you still get to hang out. Does he uh, wear white? Does he wear like a cool white suit and a fedora? He does wear a lab like coat because he's in the distillery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's more of a, a, more of a science. He reminds character. me a bit of uh, is it Q or M? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he's got Q, that hair about him. Can I just pick up on the name Desmond? That's an unusual name. Is it? Well, I don't know any Desmonds. Well, did you know there's not been a, a Nigel born? In the last year. Not recorded. Not, not recorded. recorded. Um, was it definitely Nigel? Yeah. Mm. Colin was the year before. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I, I don't know Desmond. I've never okay. met Desmond. Well, do you remember now the, you know uh, no one? But there was a comedy show called Desmond. <laughs> exactly. About a barbershop. Mm. That was yeah, that was good. So Desmond started in 1960. Seven. Seven. Thank you, Ben. That was a maths quiz for you, and you passed. <laughs> no, I, I, I was still looking blank. Go back. Years, so. That was my years. Yeah. Uh, and he started in a gin distillery at Seegers, but he moved to Plymouth Gin, uh, where he was assistant distiller, and moved up the ranks to become master distiller. Now, Plymouth is. Mm. I mean, he cut his teeth pretty much at Plymouth Gin and learned to make that one of the world's great gins. So it would appear that he was already pretty good at it and then he moved over to beef eater but as well as doing the beef eater gin for for since 97 he's also launched gins into the category which has helped a lot of this drive and passion for new luxury gins so beef eater 24 is one of his and he went out there and researched all the different teas a lot of the history of gin and the ideas of sourcing these botanicals coming from the spice trails but also the tea blenders at the time so he went back to that history of tea blending and then built some of those teas into Beef Eater 24, which is a fantastic gin as well. More recently, he's done the Burroughs Reserve gin, where they rest the gin entirely in uh, Lillet casks. That is an incredible gin as well. L- they, Lillet being a type <clears throat> of wood? Uh, well, the Jean no. de Lillet casks are used in the Lillet... Just sake, uh, You know, Lillet, the, the, the aperitif wine. Yeah, they you use do you reckon L- Bordeaux grapes, actually, yeah. but it's a fortified wine. wine. Okay. Beautiful. Oh, my God. 
In France, obviously during the phylloxera uh -huh. epidemic, they're using Californian vines in Bordeaux. So I was like, what? So this isn't actually native to mm. this land. Mm. What's that all about, Sam? Well, I think a couple of things. One, they did have to, uh, with phylloxera, pull a lot of the vines mm. up. But um, I think they just graft a lot of the vines onto ah. resistant rootstock. Okay. So I think... But if the um, roots are completely dead, they could you replace it from anywhere. So you no. shouldn't believe everything you hear in a vineyard. Did I tell you when I went to a vineyard, I think it was in Cognac or something, and the guy was talking about the old traditions that they used to use to plough up the fields and and, and rake the... Uh, turn over the soil in the vineyards and things like that. And he was telling us and he said they used to use ploughs pulled by monkeys <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, are you sure they didn't mean monks no no and I was like monkeys and I was with a couple of other people looking at each other going Mon monkeys really that's amazing that's, that's yeah. going in yeah and then later on I questioned him and he went Oh no, I meant donkeys. <laughs> oh. Which was a shame because if the I hadn't asked him, yeah. if I double checked. Yeah, but you would have looked like a bit of a knob. Cause yeah, but let's be honest. It's a good story. You could have at least quoted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say that. He said, in quotes. That's an earshot, Pierre. You said uh, that. Well, there you go. But that's Lille, and so Desmond did that, and it's quite pioneering. Well, very pioneering at the time. Although he's been 50 years in the gin industry, he's sort of gone with it as it's become more innovative and now we're all celebrating gin again he's sort of gone through the harsher times for gin where it was seen for you know blue rinse brigade and everyone thought it made you a bit boohoo and now rightly sort of enjoying his moment of celebration i think if you're having a glass of gin you need to raise it you need desmond. to raise it to people like desmond because he's been at it for a, a long stalwart time of the industry yeah and a real genuine passionate advocate of a spirit that we love and that more people including our listeners are getting into and uh, also he's doing it in london and he's doing it in london where is beefy hq and kennington and open now to you can visitors. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got a visitor oh, center oh, good. Which is a really thing. yeah really worth it can you sort out vip Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 